Hello everyone, I'm Mark, the chief writer here at Maltopia, and I just wanted to remind you the sleep-wake cycle is but one of a series of interconnected horror podcasts within the wide and weird world of Maltopia. For Easter eggs, crossover events, and additional lore, please check out our other series, The Shepherd of Wolves, Red Mother, Grimland, and The Damnation Machine. And be sure to check out our free content on our Patreon page for additional lore and stories. For even more Maltopia content, consider becoming a patron. Starting for as little as $2 a month, benefits range from additional art, update videos, early episode access, our mini-podcast series, October's Children, both written and full audio pieces, such as The Lost Library, Tales of Maltopia, and The Weird Book. You can also gain access to our found footage show, The Weird Tape Series, and even our Patreon-exclusive, fully-produced audio series, Devil's Clay. So, with all that said, I will leave you to the darkness. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Rusty Quill presents.
The sun fell below the horizon like a corpse dropped into dark waters, silent and unceremonious. All we could do now was worry and wonder and prepare to see if Gan's gamble would pay off or if the Scream Eaters would pay us a visit in the night, avenging the destruction of their favorite five-star restaurant. The entirety of Gan's forces were concentrated in one building within the Chimney House District, as he'd called in all the personnel who'd been given license to dwell outside the secured area, which included Isaiah and me. At that moment, we were patrolling the perimeter along with a fire team, which meant walking through shadow-piled cast-iron hallways filled with the shifting soot of untold cremated bodies. I have to hand it to Gand, that was a pretty bold move, blowing the outreach center to Kingdom Come. Those two have been dancing around each other the entire time, Botch pretending he doesn't know why we've been taking a wrecking ball to parts of the city, and Gand looking him in the eyes and pretending it wasn't the Scream Eaters. But now that the Scream Eaters know exactly what we're gearing up for, I'm assuming they'll likely hold off till the ritual especially now that the Hierarchs and Nighthead are rewarding them for the intel. True, but like you said, they both know the score. The Scream Eaters could try to cut down our numbers tonight, limit the resistance for the ritual. Not that I think our guys are going to put up much of a fight, but the Eaters know we're here for the long haul. Whatever happens tonight, outside of a full-scale invasion that might force us into retreat, We'll have to suck up our losses and head into tomorrow night with whatever we have left. But, you might be right. We've kept a lot of cards close to the vest. Botch and the gang may not want to test the waters until it's uh, actually time to dive right in. Either way, the soldiers back there seem pretty shaken. What happened to their guy back at the hospital really rattled them, I think. Who knows, maybe some encouraging words from an experienced fellow Jericho graduate might put some wind back in their sails. Yeah, an ace pep talker like me could definitely wind them back up. But, what the hell, I'll give it a shot. Say, fellas, I heard you guys saw a little action before coming here. Where was that exactly? We got sent south, sir. All the way down to the state of Lost Dogs. Yeah, I heard they stopped calling it the Land of Lost Dogs after the whole area consolidated under a new bunch of outlaws. Yes, sir, that's right. We were sent down to reinforce a battle group out of Lone Star. They were safeguarding an undisclosed shipment moving between a company in Lone Star and a private recipient. The route crossed pretty close to some unsecured territory, so naturally we were expecting some possible resistance along the way, but... Outlaws weren't what came for us. You can say that again. Some city that wasn't on the map. Ask me. <laughs> Wasn't no city at all. We decided to drive around to avoid what might have been a trap, but on the following night we ran into it again. Are you sure it was the same city? Maybe you just made a mistake in navigation. No, it was the same city. All the same buildings, except uh, they were in different positions, like... Like they'd gotten up and moved. Anyway, we avoided the city again, but after that we kept seeing the place, off in the distance, the top of some far-off hill. We even ran into individual houses, like they'd been plucked from it and set down in the damnedest places. Places they had no business being. At one point, while we were moving around a bog, 
We saw one of them. Something you'd expect to see on some corner of suburbia. White picket fence, swing set in the background, house plants in the windows. It was just sitting there, looking at us. It was the last night of our trip, when it, whatever the place was, made its move. The damn things jumped us. They came out of the dock. They were everywhere. It was a moonless night, black as a tomb. All of a sudden we heard doors opening up, windows closing, the sounds of people moving in and out of houses. We hit the searchlights and panned them around us. It was the city, like, like we'd driven right into it and didn't know. They surrounded us like a pack of wolves encircling their prey. There were even houses in the middle of the road, cutting off the vehicles at the rear of the convoy. No sooner did we take the lights off one house and shine them on another, when the next one would appear closer. All we could do was open fire, hope for the best, and try to move around the fucking things. Some of our group made it out, but we have no idea what happened to the rest. Yeah, nobody seemed to give a shit either. See, we made it back with the shipment, so cut that shit out, Peters. The agent asked what happened, not our opinion on what happened. Sorry, sir. Don't sweat it. You guys got all the reason in the world to feel fucked over. And, for what it's worth... I'm a Jericho man myself. I get it. And then some. But we're all in this together, and if we keep our focus and watch each other's backs, we'll walk away from this one, too. I didn't know what to think of my brother in that moment, listening to him reassure the troops, knowing how insincere he likely felt. It was my own fault, though. I prodded him to do it. Still, wasn't he owed his pessimism, his apathy? He'd been made into what he was, forced to excel at hunting and killing. Either that or get killed himself. And dying at the hands of an exopath wasn't a pretty affair. Isaiah was what he had to be, and maybe a little something left over. That part of him that never left that small white room they kept us in. The little boy who wanted nothing more than to protect what little family he had left. After loosening the troops up, several of them talking amongst themselves, Isaiah sidled up next to me and muttered under his breath, Like a regular life coach I am. I wanted to believe he'd taken some genuine pride in what he'd done, helping ease the tensions of his fellow men-at-arms. But it was hard to believe it. I'd seen his face as it looked upon death. Seen it when he'd saved the day, too. His expressions were one and the same. Well, can't argue with the results. By the way, you get a load of Fajin's entourage? Christ, not a one of them is under eight feet tall. And I'm sure the reason for the cloak and hood routines got nothing to do at all with the fact that not a one of them is human. I've heard that some of the esotarchs and mystagogues were assigned minders. Bodyguards not of this world. Doesn't come as too much of a surprise that the Shadowcaster would have his own. Huh. Sure would be nice if, uh, old Fajin could spare us a few for tomorrow night. Yeah, not seeing that happening anytime soon. Badges or not, we're just as much pawns as the guys behind us. We're just here to advance the pieces that really matter. <laughs> What's that look for? Nothing. Just noticed that, uh, pessimism isn't a real good look for you, sister of mine.
We'd come upon a large section of collapsed hull, the sky yawning black and ominous above our heads. I had hoped to see the moon, my anchor in the black sea of liquid night. But all I saw was darkness piled upon darkness, clouds gathering for a storm. Most of us had already navigated past the swath of open sky, re-entering the intact length of hallway on the other side. When we heard it, The soft hiss of shifting ashes, followed by the sound of massive wings catching the air and pushing skyward. Plumes of ash were flung upward into the backdraft of whatever had reached down from the sky to pluck something from the hallway. Now the darkness was solid, invading our eyes, noses, and mouths. What the fuck was that? Where's Bellows? Fuck! He was right next to me! Bellows! Quiet. Shut the fuck up. Listen. Help me, please help. Bellows is gone. Now stop making fucking noise. Jesus Christ. I thought you guys were supposed to be Jericho's finest, not scraped up from the bottom of the goddamn barrel. Now straighten up and keep your eyes and ears open, or it'll be your asses carried out into the dark next. This is Fire Team 1. Be advised, we just lost a man to a hostel. Something in the sky above the building. Something big. Double the guard around the oven and warm up the Viper chain cannons. Just be sure to operate them manually. I don't want the auto routines chewing us up on our approach back to the hold. Back as soon as we can. Fire Team 2, copy that. Good luck, Agent. Over. I think it was one of those weaponized tortuaries you heard about. My eyes are pretty good at night, and I'm sure I saw something metallic just as I looked up. Yeah, it's what I was afraid of. They're gonna try and whittle us down before the ritual, limit our defenses. We gotta hit back hard, make sure this is too expensive for them. That'll be the only way they'll disengage. Cold mist coiled upward from my brother's eyes, his power straining against the night, trying to expand his range of detection. I heard his tongue click off the roof of his mouth, no doubt trying to resist the urge to whistle. My own eyes blazed, their blue glow falling over everything and everyone. My hand at my Balik, waiting. Alright, everyone tighten ranks and fire and maneuver on anything that ain't us. Now, let's move. Military tactics weren't exactly my forte, so I just followed Isaiah's lead. Though I didn't need to be a combat vet to know that the Scream Eaters were trying to rattle us as much as kill us. The flying tortuary, or whatever it was, could have made a bigger mess of us if it had wanted to. The attack was like a disease. Whatever it didn't kill, it infected. In this case, the infection was fear. By the time the ritual rolled around, not only would we be down men, but those remaining would be sick with terror. 
Like Isaiah said, the Eaters didn't want to send us into retreat before we could perform the Magic Lantern Show. They just wanted to tenderize the meat a little before turning us over to the oven. Everyone stay clear of those windows. I don't want... Hold your fire. It's outside somewhere. Wait till it comes in. What the hell did it just throw at us? J Jesus, it's Bellows. Look at him. He's been fucking ripped apart. Hey, you! Get away from the body! I'm a medic. I'm just making sure he's dead. Stop! Don't touch him! Push him away from the body with the butt of your gun. Don't make skin-to-skin -skin contact. Oh god. Oh god. I can feel everything. Everything they did to Bellows. Help me, Jesus Christ, God, help me! He's going into shock. Get him on his feet. But he's lost it, sir. We've got no choice. We have to keep moving. How did you know the body was a trap? Back at the outreach center, I got a fairly good look at some of the Screamer's organic technology. Seems capable of somehow reversing the course of physical sensation. Like, for instance, causing tortured flesh to transmit pain directly to another person's nerve receptors. In effect, spreading pain from one person to another. Great. Just fucking great. Okay, we're gonna take the next hallway on the left. That'll bring us deeper into the complex, and away from the halls and windows. If these guys can't make it through one lousy patrol, how the hell does anyone expect them to muscle through tomorrow night, when it's a full-on assault? Once the crematorium's down, I'm hoping our odds change for the better. Either that, or maybe Sugar proves to be a bigger help than we expect. But no matter how you slice it, these guys aren't ready for this kind of shit. Especially not with the gear they've been given. Christ, when I was on squads, we got guillotine railguns, heavies with displacer tech, esper units, and metas, like us. These guys are so under spec, it's ridiculous. Well, they managed to land three metas. That is, if you count sugar. Let's just hope we're enough to pull this off. This is GAND. Status report. This is Fireteam 1. We have another man down. We don't figure this for an all-out assault, just an attempt to whittle us down before the ritual. Make it easier for them when the time comes. I'd say that's likely right on the mark. Our scanning apparatus just began picking up all kinds of movement, not far outside the building. Most notably, however, are the seismic signatures we've detected under the building quite close to your patrol route. While relatively small, they might spell trouble, so stay alert. Eliminate with extreme prejudice anything that gets in your way, and recover whatever you can bear back. 
scanned out. There was a weird sense of being both inside and outside as we moved through the inner corridors. The piles of shifting human soot made it feel like trudging through a black desert, stooping and stumbling beneath a sky made of cracked stone. More to the point, I felt like I was walking right out in the open, having to babysit an entire platoon of grunts, all of which had neither the ability nor the equipment to meaningfully contribute to killing the enemy, or even keeping the enemy from killing them. All told, dead weight a lot of them. And almost as bad, I couldn't tick. At least, not if I didn't want these lunks staring at me. Nah, if this was my party, I'd have been out of sight, waiting for the eaters to put a foot out of line, so I could blow it off. And while Romy wasn't big on killing, she was even better than me at staying out of sight, especially at night. We'd have been far better off if we'd just patrolled on our own. So, what was meant to be a patrol of the outer perimeter quickly became an escort mission. Get the troops back in one piece. So far, uh, we weren't doing so hot, having lost one guy entirely and another partially. I'd bet my bailiff that seismic stuff is some kind of burrowing torturery. Yeah, a torturian mole or something. Perfect. Since I'm betting it's sensing our vibrations, uh, why don't you make like Mary Poppins and float a ways ahead of us? That way... I can get the jump on that bastard when he decides to pop out. You read my mind. It's almost like we're twins, or something. After Romy slipped away, so as not to draw too much attention to her uh, float-like-a-butterfly routine, me and the gang turned down another hallway, moving ever inward. The space expanded into a large hall filled with regular-sized crematory ovens. Ash everywhere. You guys hear that? Hear what? Shut up, listen! Oh shit! They're coming again! They're coming! Settle down and don't move. I want to be able to hear it. Where it's coming from. I knew the Torturian Eagle monstrosity was too far away, with too many walls between us to serve as any real threat, but the racket it was making was throwing cover to whatever was coming at us from beneath the ground. One of the soldiers took a single step forward, a small bit of noise escaping from where his hard-soled boot touched the cracked ash-strewn floor, and then it came for us. Don't waste your ammo. Just get behind me. I didn't have time to pretend the grunts could make a difference. I needed to make an example out of the thing. (laughs) 
Not the stone it partially moved beneath, or even the metal the thing was made from meant shit to the revolvers. My shots tore right through it, causing it to rear up, throwing off its cover of stone and ash. Christ, what the fuck is it? Holy shit, run! Well, it sure as fuck wasn't a mole. More like an enormous robotic nautilus made from rusty, riveted iron. Its tentacles thick, corroded lengths of studded metal cable. At the center of it all was a wicked metallic beak of sorts, snapping mindlessly at the open air. But what really set the thing off were its eyes. Translucent membranes that revealed its screaming innards. A dozen or so doomed persons. You could see their riven bodies and screaming faces churning within the guts of the thing, floating within some yellow fluid, where mechanical blades and hammers and spikes pulverized, pounded, and sliced them into quivering human goulash. And yet they somehow still lived, still felt pain, still screamed. But it was too late for the thing. We had it right where we wanted it. Even as I blew it backwards, one shot after the next, its serrated tentacles were only narrowly missing me, but I already knew how this was going to end. Romy sprang down from the shadows above and behind the thing, her Balik outstretched and descending. I should have had eyes on the target, but instead I was focused on my sister. There was a wicked glee about her now, as she carved through the corroded metal torturian, spilling its moaning yellowed guts across the dirty floor. This wasn't what I wanted for her. I can't believe it. You, you guys actually took that thing down. But what's that sound? Shit! We must have ruptured its pain battery! Pain battery. There's no time to explain. Everyone, run! Sleepwake Cycle is a Maltopia production. Today's episode was written by Mark Anzalone and performed by Kelly Bear and Mark Anzalone. The episode was edited by Walker Kornfeld. Sound production and editing was performed by Stephen Anzalone. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Maltopia. That's M-A-E-L-T-O-P-I-A. And if you'd like to know more about the world of the Sleepwake Cycle and contribute to its nightmarish expansion... Visit us at www.patreon.com forward slash Meltopia, where you can gain access to all sorts of art, mythology, stories, and more. For more information about the sleep-wake cycle and the larger world of Meltopia, head over to Meltopia.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 